they're like, hey, we got everything from your hard drive. We're not even going to encrypt it. Like, we'll, we'll leave a note here. You can go and review what we stole, and then you'll pay us because, you know, nudes. Nudes. Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Data Breaches, where we cover five of the most interesting data breaches from the last week and one of our favorite bourbons. I'm Steve. Howdy, I'm Shu. Hey, I'm Miguel. Okay, great. Well, Nikki, what happened this week? All right, let's get to it. Story number one, cyber police exposes hacker group for spreading encryption virus and inflicting half a billion dollars in damage to foreign companies. Yeah, Klopp is, uh, from a technical standpoint, I, th- I thought it was just the, the software, but you were, uh, yeah, you're, you're saying that it's the gang. It's, it's, it's the gang and the software of the same name. It's kind of like Facebook. Is it Facebook the company or Facebook the software? Right, right. Or like REO Speedwagon, the band, or REO Speedwagon, the album, right? <laughs> I think it's a little different than that yes like uh, interesting comparison yeah Yeah. they they are so we talk about ransomware as the new uh corporations right the new dark corporations and they were a half billion dollar ransomware game and some and you, you say that in the past tense because it sounds like a bunch of them got busted in in the ukraine um, so it was a Ukrainian article, but it actually looked like uh, it was mostly South Korean uh, police that did the busting. Yeah, according to the article, like a multinational oh, effort between yeah. the U.S., Ukraine, and South Korea. So, I well, I have a bit of a legal question around that uh, regarding. Let's say that I don't know some hacker guys get busted in Ukraine. I mean extorting u.s companies or canadian companies i mean north american companies what's the law there i mean can the the u.s government like ask for an extradition to judge and maybe imprison and trial um those hackers from from other countries is that a possibility or they need to interact with like the Russian or Ukrainian government and say, okay, guys, you need to judge these hackers. It makes sense what I'm asking? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think South Korea uh, has an extradition treaty with the US. I don't believe Ukraine does. I think I've always thought of Ukraine as a place where hacking is legal and they don't extradite. Um, but they, that may have changed under the recent president and the war on that, that Russia and Ukraine are currently involved in, the civil war. Um, so it, I don't know. It, it could have changed. Obviously, uh, somebody got arrested in Ukraine or, or Ukraine just was involved somehow. Uh, I expect a lot of these uh, to be, a lot of these gangs to be an old uh, Soviet bloc countries because the the law the, the laws are just not enforced there. yeah i believe that it's uh, a lot easier if there is an extradition treaty um and it's a very different i don't know if it's impossible to extract without an extradition treaty but it is definitely a lot easier but again i do not know if ukraine has one um, but even if they don't i think ukraine i would expect the ukrainian government itself would be friendly to the u.s these things so 
um, even if there isn't, there might be some sort of third party, they'd be willing to work with the US, maybe through South Korea. I, I think currently, I mean, there have been past Ukrainian presidents that have been more pro-Russia. And so I, I don't think they would have they would have worked. I could see a situation where they extradite to maybe South Korea, and then the moment they step out of anywhere in South Korea, the U.S. nabs them, and both governments are like, mm-hmm. "Well, that I mean, that's sort of what happened with uh, what was that Chinese company where the CFO or the CFO's daughter got nabbed in uh, Canada?" Uh, I believe that's Huawei. Huawei, maybe yeah, Huawei. Yeah. Huawei. Uh, anyway, we've covered Klopp before. Pretty interesting to see. Um, you know, I'm surprised. Uh, ransomware seems like the type of thing that if, if the gang's sophisticated, they, they run almost no chance of getting uh, found out where they physically are. So clearly that wasn't the case here. Could be that someone snitched. Let's move on to topic number two. Intuit notifies customers of compromised TurboTax accounts. Financial software company Intuit has notified TurboTax customers that some of their personal and financial information was accessed by attackers following what looks like a series of account takeover attacks. So I have a very unique experience with this story because I saw this happening to my account live. I received uh, some sort of uh, verify your recent login email from Mint. And Mint was purchased by Intuit TurboTax. Um, So this was about a month ago and we were all together. I was eating lunch and I start getting all these messages from Mint about accessing your account and password reset. Um, And so I could tell someone was trying to get into my account. Um, And um, I was frustrated because uh, there was no multi-factor option. So the only thing standing between me and my account being taken over was a password. And obviously, you know, we all know that multi-factor is a very strong way to uh, prevent something like this. There was no option. Um, so I worked pretty hard to try to lock down my account, reset my password, did all that. And I just didn't trust it. So I had to delete my Mint account. Uh, to and, and even that was was difficult. Um, so I'm not surprised that a, a number of accounts were stolen. Um, if uh, multi-factor is not an option, it's going to be really difficult for those account holders to uh, protect themselves. Yeah, this article was interesting. It was, it, was, uh, it basically, um, it pinned the whole thing on password reuse. If you do the math, it was like 100 million customer, Intuit customers, and they say that it only affected 0.003%. And if you do the math, it's 300 people. But there was no mention of two-factor. And when I was reading the article, I'm like, okay, these 300 people were affected by password reuse, but even if they were, it could have been mitigated with two-factor. So I know for a fact, I did not reuse my password from Mint anywhere else. So uh, I uh, suspect from other situations, 
uh, similar to this, that there was some authentication endpoints that hackers found that they were able to use brute force against, um, probably password dictionaries or password guessing. Um, and I don't know if the messages I got would have been triggered by password guessing, um, but I, all I know is that it was a unique password and, uh, you know, if I, if I wasn't right near a computer and savvy, I would have been one of the victims. I can definitely verify that Steve does not reuse passwords. So this is not the first time that I have actively fought against someone trying to take over one of my accounts. You'll, if you get a message about, hey, we see you're trying to log in from a new device, or hey, we see a password reset. If you see anything like that, someone's trying to get in and, and time is not your friend. So you need to lock that down. You know, ideally you will preempt it by turning on multi-factor, but that's not always an option. Uh, I had a good friend that recently had her Facebook account stolen and uh, evidently, if you change enough of the details of the Facebook account, including the email, um, the recovery email, the phone number, it's impossible to get it back, right? So the consumer really doesn't have very many options. I think prevention is the only way to stop this stuff. And that's turn on multi-factor that's don't reuse passwords, that's, you know, use the tools available like Hack Notice to detect when uh, passwords are stolen and, and you need to go and change them. Yeah, what's important also, if you do the, it, even though the math is 300 people, these are tax records, there's social security and everything. This, this is like 300 people basically lost their identities. This is, the stuff in your tax record is everything, so. Well, I'm ready for a bourbon break. Um, Rebel bourbon. We're drinking some Lux Row Distillers Rebel bourbon. What's interesting is that they actually do have quite a few awards. This was at one time a uh, San Francisco World Spirit Competition double gold winner. Uh, they also have some uh, World Whiskey Awards over here for their tenure. So uh, this is a Lux Row Distillers uh, product. Lux Row has some of my favorite brands. So if we look at their whiskeys, they are the wonderful producers of David Nicholson. So David Nicholson's a beautiful bourbon. Um, I've never had Ezra Brooks. I've heard good things. Uh, also haven't had the, uh, what's this, the Lux, the Lux whiskey. Um, and then they have Blood Oath. I don't even know what that is. Shu, have you had any of these? I have had Ezra Brooks and I would say it's not terrible. Warm reviews from Shu. As always. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. David Nicholson, I love their 1843 Weeded, and I have had their uh, Reserve, which I believe that's their rye. Yeah. We have the 100 Proof Rebel Yell being reviewed by Breaking Bourbon, 
And long story short, uh, the reviewer was impressed by the price. <laughs> so uh, lots of comments for the price. Uh, overall, it's impressive. Overall, you know, not great. Two and a half. This was for the hundred, not for the for the one we're drinking. Uh, all for the price. <clears throat> so two and a half barrels out of five. That's fifty percent. That's what like a D. All so, right, Nikki, what Nikki, do you think of this? Let's go ahead and do a tasting of Rebel Yo. Let, let's let's see the bottle. Wait, in a fucking paper cup? Oh my god. It yeah, seems appropriate. It's a, it's a have, startup office space. We have pint glasses. Oh my god. The paper cup seems more appropriate for that whiskey. So, <laughs> Rebel Yo, Lux Road Distillers. Let's let's get a little, you know, nice nice straw, maybe a little amber color. It's got a, maybe a little sweetness on the nose. What are you what are you picking up on that? I don't nose? pick that up at all. It, no sweetness? No, it's, it it smells like something that would, like if you pop your hood on your car and you get a yeah. like, I feel like I'm driving a... Radiator fluid? It, it seems like it would be more fit for a car. Ever since we started drinking this, I have been noticing a burnt plastic smell that's just been following me all around. I think it's eating this cup alive, actually. It's getting squishier than it should be. I don't agree, but... All right, Nikki. Let's uh, let's have, let's go with the tasting. Uh, is this? You know, it's just rebel yell. This is unmolested rebel yell. I mean, there's nothing else in it. It's just, just all rebel, all yell. In its original form. So it's nothing. There's nothing like toffee-ish about it. There's no sweetness that I usually like from a, a bourbon profile that I, I, I prefer. Uh, it does have a burn that is immediate and is long lasting because it's still with me right now. Um, for, for 80 proof, it really shouldn't have much of a burn. I think it's because it just doesn't have any other taste notes that um, actually stick with me besides the fact that it is a, just an unimpressive bourbon. Wow. But it's $26 for a lot, right? It's $26 for a barrel, so, you know. So $26, not great, not terrible. Topic number three we'll be covering today. A new problem for Peloton owners, hacks. So uh, there's a new model. It's like their, their $2,500 bike that a lot of uh, community spaces will usually purchase, like uh, apartment complexes, hotels, whatever. Um, but apparently it's vulnerable to hacks. And so uh, there are some talks of people making apps that look like Netflix or Spotify or something to steal people's login credentials. Um, what do you guys think about the story? What's a Peloton? Sorry. It's a bike. I got to claim ignorance here. It's a, bike. It's, a, it's a fancy bike. It's like a $5,000 stationary bike. Wow. And then, no, that's the cheap part. And then they try to hook you into like a $200 a month subscription to where uh, you join live cycling classes that are run by real people. 
And every now and then they mention your username. Yeah, I would expect such a company to have 15 user user stops, 20 users stops. No. The, the things that rich people buy for exercise are silly. What's interesting with this hack is that it is literally the second time in like what two months that we've talked about Belt Peloton. They've had a uh, there was a data leak or a data API leakage or something like that a couple months ago. So um, yeah, IoT security. Is a bike a TV? I mean, it's the Internet of Things, but like it's got more processing power than most people's like laptops. So yeah. It's a good question. Internet of bikes. Makes you wonder what it's running on. Did they run their own OS? I hope not. Can you imagine that? I hope so. Oh. <laughs> I got this great thing nope. called a smartphone, and it turns any exercise device into a smart exercise device. Yeah. It's funny. We used to make fun of every device with an IP address. Now we make fun of every device with an app store. It's unnecessary. It's not necessary. I, I got, uh, during the height of the pandemic, I got an elliptical. I got it from um, Nordatrack. And they were pushing so hard, their, their iFit. And their iFit was like some internet connected like personal trainer thing i was like no like you're a barely functional exercise machine like don't try to be smart <laughs> like i'm all for dumb machines like let's bring back some dumb machines like coffee makers that just make coffee <laughs> right. topic number four headline reads how hackers use slack to break into ea games well I would say that this is like a classic example of social engineering right here. I mean, posing as somebody and to get grant to a token. Yeah, that's human error as bad as it gets the way I see it. This is like classic Nigerian prince, except it's on Slack. Yeah, <laughs> we can say that it's like the evolution of Nigerian prince. No, that's exactly right. This is very little to do with EA's uh, technical infrastructures, um, human process and human human errors. Yes, it has nothing to do with Slack really, except delivery. But you're right; it's exactly just social engineering is all it is. Well, th this has everything to do with security awareness, right? And security awareness is a funny term. Uh, it basically just means security literacy or illiteracy. I'm guessing he followed the same fate of that guy that sent all the HBO emails, test emails. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing I, they I shared. Don't, I don't know if anyone knows about that. I think that's specific to us. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I've, I've, I've not seen it in the news or anything. I received that. I, I never got mine. I'm, I'm oh, surprised. I didn't feel like okay, that. okay, okay. So, uh, not to throw this guy under the bus, however. Um, <laughs> I received, I received an email late last night from HBO and it's like HBO Max at like, I don't know, HBO Max at HBO, HBO. it was like, it was clearly uh, some engineer's uh, test email account and it said test, what was it, email integration test email one. 
And then it says, this email template is only for internal use only or, or some nonsense like that. And, and so like, I'm getting this stuff and clearly an engineer was trying to test out an email integration and just accidentally sent it to like a part of the user base and that included me. And so of course I respond and I'm just like, bro, <laughs> like how many emails did you just send? I feel bad for the kid. Look, I've done it. I, I sent alert emails to all of Germany for like two days. Like, you know, it, <laughs> it happens. Um, <laughs> I had one very not amused German contact me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like it happens. I feel bad for the kid, but, uh, yeah, I don't, that's, it's, it's not that's why you're free news. That's why you're not allowed ever back again in Germany, Steve. You kept emailing every citizen. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So anyone, there is a short period of time where a lot of Germans joins uh, hack notice. And during that period of time, if you had an alert, uh, we would email you once an hour. <laughs> and I had a German man call me. And I remember very distinctly, uh, this uh, voicemail is for hack notice. I have received 16 emails from you about this <laughs> alert. And I think that is enough. <laughs> so lesson learned, 16 is the breaking point. Yeah, it was a bit too much. I think uh, we'll see the story again when they release the source code. And I think EA is going to have a whole lot of backdoors and zero days that show up after this. Yeah, they got, they got a lot of keys to the kingdom there. Uh, with that token, so. good luck, EA. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm sorry for the guy too because that's not a, a mistake that it's gonna fly. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be bad for, for that guy. Topic number five comes from Info Security headline reads Revol Revol claims responsibility for Invenergy attack or Invenergy hack. Um, I am out of the loop on this story. Steve really wanted to cover it. I am not out of the loop on this story because, oh boy, does this story have legs. So, Re-Evil. Um, so Our favorite group. Our favorite ransomware group. They are the funniest, but I think they've earned a whole new title after this attack. So, we, we track ransomware gangs and we, we watch their, their, their sites. And so we can actually see when they change the titles on different ransoms. And so uh, Inv Energy started off as Inv Energy, you know, uh, and what they stole. Then it changed to Obama's friend is a dirty little pervert. So you had my attention <laughs> Evil, but now you have my interest. And I uh, was like, what is this? And they were just editorializing, but it's all about this one dude at Invenergy. And it seems like Re-Evil did something really weird this time. They got into his computer 
they stole his stuff. They did not encrypt it. And they then had a veiled threat like, hey, pay us or all those things we found will release. So we're, we're intrigued, we're, we're interested. Then, I see those things. Then I think on Wednesday of this week, ReEvil decided to post the passport photo and nudes of uh, the man at Invenergy's mistress, alleged mistress, right? So they start posting mistress nudes with passports and like all the PII and all that stuff. So that's bad. But then they start threatening, somehow they got nudes of his son as well. I don't know what was going on in this laptop. There are a lot of nudes evidently, at least two sets of nudes. And on Wednesday they post nudes, but they're like, hey, check back on Thursday because more nudes are coming. Uh, evidently his son is some producer in, in, uh, in Hollywood. Uh, or, or a movie producer. Um, funny thing though, when they started posting nudes, like their site crashed. Like they, they were overwhelmed with traffic for the nudes. Um, I've not continued to go back for the nudes because the story had, you know, uh, but it's a weird new tactic. This is not exactly ransomware. This is far closer to a break-in and then blackmail or extortion. Uh, last time we talked about this, they said, we're not, I think it was after Colonial Pipeline, said so we're not going to attack infrastructure. And then with, uh, with the White House report uh, initiative for cybercrimes, Revo came out and said, we are going to attack infrastructure, screw you. And uh, so now this is the first story that came out after that. It's in in uh, Energy is is a infrastructure company, uh, energy and infrastructure. So look like looks like for them, game is on. So I think this story will continue to develop. Um, I think that this is a new flavor of ransomware, and uh, Reevil is pushing the boundaries. Clop, they got clopped. But Re-Evil, they're, they're trying, like, you know, nude extortion revenge porn. Uh, they're, they're really exploring the 21st century economy of ransoms. No, that, 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 we joke about that, but that's actually, that's actually a great point. They're, like, toying with their victims now. They're not even encrypting. They're just extorting and saying, hey, we have this. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. The implication was they didn't encrypt because they wanted the guy to know how fucked he was because they're like, hey, we got everything from your hard drive. We're not even going to encrypt it. Like, we'll, we'll leave a note here. You can go and review what we stole and then you'll pay us because, you know, nudes. Nudes. Your son's nudes. And, and mistress allegedly 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 this may not even be true allegedly also why do you have your mistress's passport that seems unnecessary right yes yes but let's just say 
the four of us are cybersecurity experts and we can't figure this out. Viewers, if you know why you would have your son's nudes, let us know because we, we don't know. The four of us don't know. Uh, I think that's enough. <laughs> Until next time.